All right, welcome to uh, Barstool Christianity, week three, uh, episode three. Uh, so we're uh, we're stoked that you're hopefully listening to the third episode. Um, if this is your first episode, welcome to Barstool Christianity. This is a podcast about Christianity uh, as if we lived it on a bar stool instead of just in our uh, church pews. And uh, the goal of this Christ- or this episode is just to talk about Christianity uh, as if you would uh, when you encountered someone on a bar stool. Uh, we ask if you, uh, if you hear the clink of a bottle or the, uh, pop of a, the top of a beverage can, that's because we may or may not be having a couple of adult beverages while we enjoy this, uh, podcast. And we hope that perhaps you will enjoy one with us if that's your thing. Uh, I'm here again with Andrew. Uh, Andrew say, Hey, Hey, <laughs> hey. I'm back. Uh, yeah. Sorry he made your luck. He made it. And also joining us this week is, uh, Ryan. Hello. <laughs> our sound guy. Yeah, Ryan's our sound guy, but he's also our uh, master of all things tech. So he's here this week to help us fix some of the sound issues we had last week and the week before. Uh, I mean, really, we recorded those on the same day. You can hear me this time. I don't sound like I'm in the background. Yeah, we let him, we let him come into the same room as us this time. <laughs> We're gonna make us in a different room. Um, yeah, and so thanks for listening. Thanks for uh, caring. Uh, we hope that you, if you're listening to the first two, we hope you're enjoying it. Uh, if you've got comments, or if you've got things you want us to talk about, if you've got something that you think, like this is a thing I think it would be a great you know, topic for discussion, or great, uh, great conversation, uh, throw it in the comments. Head to iTunes, throw it in the comments, throw us a rating or review, and uh, we'll read those, and we will hopefully uh, deal with some of those things in the near future. But for now, we will deal with our topic of the day, uh, today we're talking about why people leave the church, uh, why people walk away from church. Uh, we're going to throw some stats, some numbers, uh, but also just going to talk in general why perhaps we had experiences uh, walking away from the church and, you know, are those things valid? Are those are those real reasons to walk away? Uh, are they markers for something uh, inside or underneath? Uh, or, you know, what? What's the deal with that? So I guess what we can do is, well, maybe just I'll read a few stats. I'm gonna I'm gonna share a few stats of you know why people leave the church or why people walk away from the church, um, and we'll see kind of where we go. Sixty um, percent or fifty nine. What we're gonna round up? Sixty percent of millennials. So millennials are that age group that we actually all belong in. So sixteen percent of. Pretty sure I'm not a millennial. I'm all, I don't think millennial. You can, if you can't say the word millennial, you aren't a millennial. You're definitely not a millennial. I'm a millennial. I'm not a millennial. I mean, you're close, right? I'm the one underneath. I think. Are, is that Gen Z? I don't know. I think it's Gen Z, but Gen Z has like three Gens in it, and like now things are getting all mixed up. It was like Boomer and Gen start Y. Start your own. Yeah. Generation Andrew. Generation, generation Andrew, you and your three friends. Just me. Um, so I think like, oh, I know if it's for sure it's my age group. I don't actually know what the for sure numbers are. I know I'm on the inside the millennial age gap. Oh, Ryan, Google it right up here. So if you were born between right now, if you were between 20 to 24 uh, or to 40. So 20 to, to 40 are the uh, millennial age gap right now. So you are a millennial, you jerk. Take no, that. No, I'm 21. Good try. Yeah, 20. I thought you to said 40. 20 or it well it, what it says was there are two different groupings. They say you could either be 20 or you could oh, be 24. We're going to group you. You're a millennial. You're in the millennial. So I mean millennials. Well anyways, we're getting way off track. Millennials, it says 60% and I'm rounding up because I can. 
who grew up in the church have dropped out at mm-hmm. some point. 60% of millennials, so 60% of people our age who grew up in the church have dropped out at some point. Let's talk about that first. Does that surprise you? I feel like, no. A lot of people, especially in that age, I don't know, you're moving on with life, you're trying to figure stuff out. I feel like a lot of times, especially when you're going to university and college, yeah. you just say you don't have enough time. But that's when you start getting into the partying life. Yeah, is that is that and when you get into partying life these days? Right. When you're 20 to 24? That's your that's your partying life age. That's my partying life. Yeah, yeah that was yours. Oh, yeah. I mean, you're in a full time career now, so I feel like you don't. You know, I can afford it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I can afford it. Yeah, I think you're right though. Like, there's that uh, going off to university, right? You're going off to university. It's probably like for some people, it's the first time you have independence, right? Yeah, I know some people that the first time they even had a drink was in college university yeah i think it's crazy yeah well i mean i think that's the law but there's that you know (laughs) 19 but you know whatever (laughs) you know it's hard um yeah but i think you're like going off to university is a marker of your your first time uh for independence right and if you didn't go to university then it's perhaps going into the trades or whatever it is but i mean it's probably the first time where you kind of are in charge of your own life Mm -hmm. right especially if you move away and go to university uh if you move away and you live in dorm it's like you can choose what you want to eat. You can eat craft dinner for every meal. Like, no one can stop you. You can have pizza for breakfast, and your mom can't tell you no because she's not there to yell at you, right? So it's your first time you get to make all your own decisions. And so if you've been frustrated by the church growing up, now it's your opportunity to be like, peace, I'm out of here, right? This is not my thing. It's not my cup of tea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's – yeah, so I think you're right there. What d- Ryan, does it surprise you to say that 60% of millennials who grew up going to church have dropped out? uh by now like uh it does not because most of my friends don't uh go to church so yeah well most of the ones when i was growing up don't yeah i was gonna say but me and me ryan's 26 so we probably didn't know he's he's probably what he's 26 yeah so he's a what i just gotta interrupt yeah no he's a he's a millennial yeah never introduced himself oh yeah ryan yeah ryan didn't introduce himself but ryan well we we kind of introduced him we talked about him last time yeah but yeah he's 26 he falls in that millennial age gap but I mean, yeah, okay, you're fair. That's fair. A lot of your friends don't go. I mean, you know, some of your friends do, like me and Andrew, we're your, we're your friends, right? Oh, I mean, my older, old friends. Uh, I don't hang out with anyone. Uh, okay, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, a lot of my friends don't go to church anymore either. Uh, especially a lot of friends that uh, I used to go to church with now. Actually, even like some people that I, I dated. People I went to Bible college with are now atheists. And it's like, whoa, where, where did we. Where did that change? Where did that come from, right? I mean, to me, it seems like a lot, 60%, but I mean, sorry, go ahead. I feel like a lot of that, too, is you're getting into, like, relationships then, and yeah. if you're in a relationship where it's not, where you both don't go to church, I feel like that can affect it a lot. I know I left church for a while once I was in a relationship, and it was just, my partner didn't want to go to church, and so I just stopped going. Yeah, I mean, that's true, too, is, like, you're at that, at that, um college that 20 now 18 to 20 year old range even if you're not in college university that's like you're probably your first serious relationship where it's like ooh, this is so serious like we're talking we're talking two three dates a week mm-hmm. we're we, you know we're serious you're dropping l-bombs mm-hmm. right that's that's the word love in case you didn't know uh but yeah yeah that's your serious t- and if you're if I didn't you, know. You didn't know. <laughs> Andrew, Andrew didn't know. Andrew just said I love you to his girlfriend for the first time Ooh. last week. This is huge. Get serious. He dropped an L-bomb. See, he's serious. Now it's Kissed serious. Kissed her for the first time. Kissed her for the first time last <laughs> week. Yeah, but, <laughs> um, but yeah, I think you're right. Like, even, you know, there's relationships, there's university, there's, there's, there's other pressures of growing up. But I think 
yeah, that 60%, like it seems a lot, but then, I mean, if we look at our church demographic, I would say even our church, we have, you know, 150 people and in the age range of 20 to 40, you probably have 25, 30 people ish. Yeah. yeah if that, not even 20%. Yeah. If that, yeah. And I mean like, yeah, that's, that's not, yeah, that's, you know, it's, it's just actually, it's, I mean, 30 people is exactly 20%, but I mean, yeah, it's, it's like, you know, it, it's close, but I mean, even our church, I think isn't indicative of the other churches like i mean we've been part of other churches in the past and i mean we've all been to other churches yeah i've been to a couple of churches where the young people is like pretty much all young people and yeah i've been to other ones where i'm the only one there under 70 yeah yeah i mean i think we have it a bit different only because we have such a like in me have such a young pastor too right so i mean yeah. that can be a bit of a drop for some people just because they see a young person they're like oh i'm going here but i mean yeah i've been to churches where i am one of like five or so young people mm-hmm. right you might have two percent but yeah i mean and you're not even young i'm not even that young <laughs> but i mean yeah it doesn't surprise me though even though it does kind of seem high um if we went to instead of millennials if we went to uh kind of the country as a whole um in the past six months under 50 percent under 50 percent of people have attended church under 50 percent in this last six months that's crazy and i feel like a good percentage of that they just they're the ones that go for like christmas or easter yeah i mean yeah a day. <laughs> i wonder if like when this was taken right because yeah. yeah if this was taken within six months of christmas i bet you the numbers are actually inflated yeah. right but if it was taken in like taken like november when there's no right holidays well easter holidays. easter and april but i mean yeah yeah no i think you're right like i wonder if you know, yeah, okay, they've gone in the last six months, but was it Christmas and Easter? Yeah. Was it your holiday, Christian? Like, does and does that really count? Um. So I mean, that was like the how many people have left, but I mean, let's look at when we look at um. I'm gonna say why people leave the church. Um. There's a few reasons, a bunch of reasons. There's a few that are really popular, and we're gonna discuss these things and see, I don't know, see what our opinions on them. Uh, one of the first most popular reasons people leave the church is that they feel uh, church or Christianity by extension, but typically they'll say the word church um, is not personally relevant. It's, it's not relevant. Like it doesn't make a difference to their life. It's not, it's not something that impacts their daily life. Um, I mean, obviously I have a different view. Like uh, being a pastor, I would say that church Christianity impacts my daily life in everything, right? Like even just in, in what I do, you know, with my baseball team or in my, in my spare time. But I mean, what do you guys think is, is yeah, maybe I'm kind of biased too, cause I'm religious, but yeah, but like, I mean like, not, yeah, but I mean, where, where do you find it? Do you think that Christianity is personally relevant? Like, is it I relevant? Feel like, I feel like sometimes when you go through the days, you don't even think about it. You go through and <clears throat> yeah, you'd be like, Oh, you know, it didn't. Religion didn't matter at all today, you know, nothing, whatever, or all week or month. But when you really sit back and think about it, it's constantly in there. You just, you, you don't normally think about it. Yeah, maybe it's like. Right away. Yeah, maybe you're, maybe it's like impacting you or it's relevant, but you don't even see how it's relevant. Is yeah. that kind of get it? Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, I can see that. Um, what about this one? That 40% of people, one of the reasons or they, one of the things that they'll cite their reason as is uh, they find God elsewhere. Hmm. Like that's like different religions. 
No, no, I don't think different religions. It could be like maybe they're switching to like, Buddhism. They see God in nature, so they don't I go think to church. that's part of it. Is like they don't go to church because huh. oh, like I don't go to church because I find God in nature, or I don't go to church because I find God in my quiet time. Like I don't go to church because I find God in my iTunes, you know, tuning into Francis Chan mm-hmm. and you know Matt Chandler on a Sunday morning. So I don't have to go to church because. I find God in another place. I mean, what do we think about I mean, about that? As you see a God in another place, like for example, nature. Yeah. <clears throat> you see God in nature. Well, God created nature. Yeah. So, but is that like is that just because I find God somewhere else too? Is yeah. that a good reason maybe to leave the church? No, because if you bl- still believe in God, yeah. God was saying like, you go to church. You if, need to. Yeah. I don't know. If you don't, if you don't find God in your church. You kind of have two options. Option, yeah, obviously, option A is walk away. I mean, or option B is find out why. Mm-hmm. You know, find out why isn't. Why don't you find God in your church? Um, I just actually talked at a, a youth retreat last weekend, and I talked about uh, this idea. But one of my frustrations growing up as a high schooler was uh, I, I was frustrated with church because I didn't find God there. And part of it was I think that. That church was just not super uh, connected spiritually. We were so busy doing, we forgot to be uh, the church and love one another. But I mean, also part of it was I, I couldn't find God there because like my perception of what I was expecting from God wasn't maybe fully formed to a point where I understood even what I was looking for, right? Like, I mean, I think of a Where's Waldo book. We all know what Waldo looks like, right? So when we go to a Where's Waldo book, we know what we're looking for, right? We know... The pointy hat, we know his like red and white stripe. We know what we're looking for. And I mean, occasionally be like, oh, Waldo's wearing a yellow shirt. But they always put a little thing on the side, like find Waldo. And they show like what he's wearing that time. But we know what Waldo looks like. So when we go to a Where's Waldo book, we know what we're looking for. But I mean, do we know what God looks like? And so when we go looking for God in our church, do we even have any idea what we're looking for? Right? Or we have any clue what we're what we're looking for to say that we don't find God here or that we do find God That'd here? That would be awesome if we had just a legend and it would show you everything what, uh, what to look for yeah right like you know what i mean like it to to have a uh to have a like a, a guide that says like yeah this is what you're looking for when you look for god um sorry we're distracted someone is knocking somebody is knocking on our office door trying to deliver ryan a starbucks right now <laughs> hi emily <laughs> thank you um we're just getting a Starbucks delivery on cue. I wish I had a wife. Uh, well, I mean, they're they're engaged, yeah. not Same not yet thing. wife, but um, yeah. I mean, that's a I think a thing is that when we say we like we don't find God there, like maybe maybe we're not sure what we're looking for. Maybe it's not that we don't find God there; it's that He's there. We're just not looking in the right places, or we're not looking for the right or things. I feel like sometimes, yeah, like if you're looking at your what do you say? Where's Waldo? Yeah, yeah. You know you're looking for him, like consciously know you're looking for him because you're in the book. But I feel like sometimes you're not consciously looking for god right so okay yeah 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 not yeah, only you're not, not even aware that what you're looking for you're not looking right yeah you're not even looking because you're not even aware that you should be yeah. looking. um <clears throat> what about this one this is another reason people say that they when they leave church uh, or they drop out they say uh that church is out of date slash boring you're at the wrong church yeah <laughs> there's church for old people and there's church for young people yeah. <laughs> i mean that's true like i mean I don't know if there's, you know, there's one, I, I mean, I'm going to get into over this comparison, but I mean, there's not one restaurant that serves all tastes, right? So there's not one church that serves all flavors as well, right? Like, I mean, if you want pizza, 
and, and you go to Harvey's, you're going to be severely disappointed. If you're expecting pizza, you're going to be like, this was terrible. And I mean, maybe you'll go to Subway and they got a pizza sub, so that's kind of close, but that's still not if you're looking for pizza, but they don't got burgers. You gotta head to Domino's, right? Like we, you, you, you choose your restaurant, and you're like, oh, this is the flavor that I'm looking for. Um, it's not to say that like if your flavor is pizza, you know that hamburgers are terrible. It's just that's not the flavor. So I mean, if you're looking for a church that is has super upbeat and modern contemporary worship, and you go to a church that is older and traditional and liturgical, and you say, well, that's not what I'm looking for, so I'm out of church. I mean. You were looking for a, a pizza out of Harvey's, and it's like maybe you you should just be more aware of the flavor or the or the style that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, yeah, some churches, some churches are boring. I mean, sometimes I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure there's days where our church is a little boring. I mean, everyone's got different flavors. You know, not everyone's musical taste is what they're looking for in the worship. Or yeah. you know, perhaps that day I was just a little bit more bland from my preaching style, or or what have you, but I mean, just because it might have been a bit of a different flavor than you were usually looking for, I don't know if that's a, mm-hmm. a valid reason. When, like you're saying, like there are churches that meet in bars. There are churches that, that meet in pubs. There are churches that meet in cafes. And there are churches that meet at 6 a.m. to have one hour long silent mm-hmm. prayer and worship. So there are different flavors out there. And if the church you're going to, like if, if your reason for leaving is that, oh, it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, it's a little boring. I mean, Maybe look for a different flavor. Yeah, my grandpa's pretty old-fashioned. He's getting old, too. But yeah. he goes to this, I, don't, I can't even remember the name, but it's like a church that sings only gospel music. Only choir, yeah. gospel music. That's all they sing. They, they won't do anything from the last, like, 40 years. And he <laughs> loves it. Yeah, and it's his I flavor. would never go there. Right. He goes there every Sunday, and he loves it. And, I mean, that's his flavor. And there are going to be some people that are like, oh, you know, you should be able to, you know, find whatever – you're looking for it in any church and that's sure certainly there's some stuff to be said for that like you know worship is worship and i can worship if i'm listening to gaither gospel choir or if i'm listening to hill songs i should be able to worship but at the same time like uh, you know i want the preacher to to be relevant in terms of even his communication and the way he talks and the way that i talk to a 16 year old is very different than the way that i talk to an 80 year old just in the euphemisms i use the language that i use even even like the speed. different cultures yeah they I mean, relate with even the, culture. Like the speed that you talk with right like to a youth i can talk my normal talking speed but if i'm talking to a senior i gotta, gotta slow it down a little bit and make sure that you know my point comes out clear like that and that's just the way that and so I think that I don't think there's anything wrong with saying that 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 the flavor you're looking for is different at this church, and you know to go to try to find a church that has a bit of a better flavor. But at the same time, I think it's mm-hmm. important that the most important thing is that God is there, right? Like the most important thing you're looking for in church is that the gospel is preached, right? That we're talking about Jesus Christ and His death and resurrection, and like that's the most important thing. So we don't want to go so far that we're we're saying, yeah, seeker sensitive, be seeker sensitive. But I mean, we should be sensitive to the fact that people have different flavors in what they're looking for in their experience of church without going to that extreme of saying like, you know what, like, you know, let's get a DJ in on Sunday mornings and get rid of the sermon and we'll just have, you know, DJ dance party. I don't know. But I mean, that's a terrible example. But you know what I'm saying? Like, there's something to be said for being sensitive to the tastes of people while at the same taste of feeling culture while at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um you know, recognize that the most important thing for church is that we, we find God there, God's spirit there. Uh, what about this reason? Some people said, 
um, this pe- reason that people say they would leave the church is uh, the moral failure of the leaders of the church. Mm. What do you guys think about that? Don't leave the church. Go to a different one. I mean, uh, or, or do you even have to, should you even, should you leave the church? Should, sh- I mean. I don't know. I feel like some churches, if you get, <laughs> yeah, if the people higher up are all. But what, what do we, and first I guess, I guess, what, what do we mean by moral failure? Like if they're surprised, they find out that the pastor sinned. Like, yo, newsflash first off, if anyone coming to my church thinks that I'm living without any sin, you're severely disappointed. Because, I mean, we all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. Like, none of us is capable of living a perfect life. I and just I mean, find out that you haven't sinned. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, if if, if, if that's earth-shattering, you're like, what? My pastor sins. Why why do you expect that any person is going to live perfect? Like, why is your expectation that, like, your pastor is capable of living without sinning? Mm-hmm. And, I mean, I, I'm saying this while at the same time knowing pastors personally who will tell you they don't sin. Yeah. And that's a load of shit, like... Yeah. That's just straight up garbage. No one, no one is capable of it without sin. No one. And I mean, I, I know there are a few people, even in our own congregation, who are like, yeah, like I don't sin. I'm like, okay, like how? Please teach me, because I mean, I drive down to the 401 to Toronto, uh, uh, and I know that I've been impatient. I've been, you know, angered towards another driver, or I've been, you know, um, frustrated by people. And I mean, and that's just in an hour long drive to Toronto. I mean. I don't think there's a day that goes by where, you know, the closer we look at our lives, the more we realize. I don't think there's an hour that goes by. (laughs) Right? It's tough, right? Like, even even just, like, your buddy at work says something annoying. You're like, oh, Greg's an idiot. Punch Greg in the face. Right. Like, I mean, and, like, that sin was short of perfection. And a God God standard is perfection. So, I mean, just being annoyed by Greg and his stupidity for 10 seconds, like, in essence, that was sin. Right, yep. so I mean, for anyone to say like I don't sin, and when pastors say that crap, like oh I don't sin, I'm like man, must be nice living in this bubble world because I mean, get some self awareness to be realized that like yeah no we all sin. Mm-hmm. So I mean, why are I, I guess my first question is when people walk away because of the moral failure of leaders, like first is it are you just surprised that your your leader sins because I mean I hope mm-hmm. that's not it. I and feel I, like other times sometimes it's they don't agree with the way the pastor or the the elders or whoever in the church look at the Bible or take certain l- lessons or teachings from the Bible. They sure. look at them different ways. They disagree on stuff. Yeah. And I feel like... I mean, I think that's a totally I think that's a totally valid reason. I think that's a totally yeah. another reason that people quit uh, going to church. But I mean, I, this moral failure thing, I think is... I think it's not just that they're surprised their pastor sins. Although, I mean, I'm sure that there are some. Uh, I mean, there were people that left our church because I have tattoos. And they're like, pastors shouldn't have tattoos. I mean, apparently pastors can't. Other people can, just not pastors. But I mean, so there were people that left here because of something so silly like that. But I think when it says moral failure of leaders, I think it's talking about like the big failures. Like you've, you know, I think people walk away from churches because uh, they see abuses happening, like sexual abuses, sexual scandals. They mm-hmm. see pastors cheating on their wives or pastors getting embroiled in like sexual assault cases um, or, you know, pastors getting caught up in stealing money and like that kind of crap happens all the time and as a pastor that stuff pisses me off right like i see i see a pastor gives you guys a bad name well it it gives us a bad name but i mean i mean yeah we're all temptation is real and sin is real but i mean i don't think it starts with the temptation to siphon millions of dollars 
right? I don't think it starts with, you know, someone, a pastor walking in the office being like, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to cheat on my wife today. I'm going to cheat on my husband. I don't think it starts with that. I think it starts with like a small temptation. Like, oh, I'm going to, I'm going to take a little bit extra today. Or I'm going to use my, you know, I'm going to use my church visa to buy a personal meal today. It starts with that small stuff. And I mean, those things snowball if you don't have accountability or, you know, confession or admitting your, you know, your struggles. If you don't have a mentor or a spiritual director, if you don't have someone like that in your life, that's how, you know, writing off your Tim Hortons trip to, you know, the church account becomes siphoning a million dollars. And, you know, that's how, you know, giving a second glance at someone on the street that walks by you in yoga pants turns into cheating on your wife or cheating on your husband. I mean, those things snowball if you don't have confession. And I mean, or, or admitting, you know, your sins and your weaknesses to so many life. Like I have mentors that I can admit, hey, you know what? Here's my weaknesses. Here's where I here's where I constantly stumble. And that keeps me in check. That keeps me from, you know, turning into this massive moral failure where the church explodes from it. But I, I think I think that's what they're talking about. And I mean I bet you if we looked at the research it would say that. But what does it make you guys feel like when you see you know, I, I think hardly a month goes by where I don't read about a pastor of a mega church somewhere getting caught with you know, his hands in the offering plate or getting getting caught with a prostitute or, you know, using the church money to buy himself a second private jet and pretending it's for ministry. I'm like, what does that make you guys feel? Like, how does that make you feel? Like, as a pastor, it pisses me off because I'm like, man, you had probably so many opportunities to get help before you bought a second private jet. But, I mean, what's your thoughts on that? Mm. I feel like... <laughs> Are you going to say something? I thought you were going to stop at... Mm. 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 I concur. It's just a deep reverence. Mm. Yeah. Like, what do you think? I think when people see it on the news, especially when they don't go to church, they that clouds their whole, like, vision and judgment of church. They think, oh, all churches must be like that. That's but fair. to yeah. me, for every one you see on the news, there's millions of churches out there. And you yeah. see, like, even if you see one a week. Yeah, There's I mean, still millions of churches that aren't doing it. So that's you, a super you good point. Think about it like that too, and not just like, oh, you know, I saw ten pastors on the news this year. And right. I mean, a great example is Reese McGuire from the Toronto Maple or Toronto Maple Leafs, Toronto Blue Jays, the guy who just got caught uh, pleasuring himself oh, in a dollar in parking lot. Okay. Yep. I mean, should I look at that? And go, <laughs> all baseball players are perverts who can't touch, can't you know, can't withhold from touching themselves in a dollar in a parking lot. Should I, should I make that judgment? Like, yeah, baseball's full of perverts who touch themselves, right? No, that's one guy yeah. who need, needed to find a better way to handle his uh his physical attractions. I mean, I yeah, I mean yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Um, I mean, I just look at that and I'm like, yeah, you you wouldn't paint every Toronto Blue Jays as a pervert, right? You wouldn't be like, oh, yeah, all the Toronto Blue Jays, a bunch of masturbators, right? Like, you wouldn't say that. So could you – is it fair to say that all all past – oh, look, another pastor on the news got taught – you know, got caught touching a kid or got caught cheating on his wife. I mean, all pastors are perverts. You know, all pastors are liars. All past – I mean, I don't think that's yeah. – yeah, I think that's a good point. I think that's – it's not fair to say that yeah. for everyone that does that. It's like if you saw thousands, a, a right? CEO on the news that did it with an employee. That's like right. every single company CEO is just – Right. It was just not true. And, I mean, at the end of the day, too, it's like, you know, yeah, those that stuff happens. And those guys and those girls, they, they do get caught in those massive moral, moral failures. And you know what? That, those huge moral failures. And, I, I mean, that's just another indication that we're, we need to remember that we're humans, right? Like pastors are still humans. None of them are Jesus, like – 
I'm trying to be like Jesus. So, I mean, it's not, I don't think it's a fair thing to say, like, I'm leaving the church because pastors are humans. I mean, we sin. They also say sin's a sin, right? Like, right, sin is no sin. No sin is worse than another. Well, there, yeah, I mean, in, so, in biblical terms, no. In, in human terms, obviously the sin or for... Or yeah, if I murdered you instead yeah, of Yeah, the human consequence money. of that is, you know, different. But yeah, you're right. Like, I mean, sin is sin, and like, we shouldn't, same. yeah, we shouldn't be surprised to find out that our pastors are humans and struggle with sin and do sin. Um, yeah. I mean, let's end with one last thing. Like, I mean, here's all the reasons people leave the church. Here's the reasons people walk away from the church. Um, what's your reason to go to church? Like, what's, oh, man. you know, like, let's, uh, I guess we'll go, we'll go to Andrew first, last game, and we'll ask Ryan, and then I'll give him, like, why, what's your reason? Don't give me, like, a, like, your Jesus textbook answer. Give me your raw, unfiltered, like, why go to church? What's the point? Like, you know? I feel like one of the big reasons I go to church is, to have a group of like-minded people around you because when you're going through hard times it's really them that holds you together if if and they keep you from getting even worse like if you're going through a hard time and you don't have any friends that are christian or you don't have anyone necessarily period that's christian or even open to it and you start going through a bad time most of the times you start doing even more stuff and more stuff and when you have those people around you that kind of hold you accountable, it's, it makes a big difference. And not just in your faith, but in your life. Yeah, I mean, that's a super good point. Like, you have like-minded people who, who who are in the same place as you that believe the same things, that understand, yeah, you know what? This is tough, and they're there to, like, to encourage you, to lift you up. to and guide talk, you through it. Yeah, to support, to, to carry you through it sometimes even. Yeah, I think that's a huge reason. I think that's probably a reason a lot of people go to church. Um Ryan, like, why, in light of all these reasons people leave, like, there's obviously tons of reasons to leave. Like, why do you go? Why, why do you, you go to church? Uh, well, one of the main reasons, biggest reasons, I would think, because I always have. Mm-hmm. Always. Since I was a kid, I've been going to church. So one of the main things for me is what I've always done. But uh, I want to go usually I want to go because I like the atmosphere that's there Mm. and I know the people that um, I'm going to see and it's nice to know or get to know the people that I don't know Mm. Um, but like I don't know I uh... Mm. no I think that's a good answer I mean I mean I think part of the reason most of us start or you guess keep going to church because we always have i mean yeah i think the people the atmosphere i think we're hitting on the same kind of like the aspect of community right like i think community is just so important in church and being a part of a faith community is i mean it's just so uplifting and encouraging um yeah for me obviously i mean i i was because you get paid (laughs) (laughs) that's it i guess i get paid um like you know, for me, I had a career in carpentry, and I, I honestly would have made way more money standing in carpentry, um, and I quit it so I could do this whole church thing. Um, and I mean, I think the reason that I do it, uh, that I go to church uh, for me, or uh, that I vol- that do this church thing is because uh, I found hope here in in church, in the people, in the presence, in, in, like at God's side. Um, 
when I was really hurting, when I was like, when I was ready to give up, when I was ready to call it quits on life, when I was ready to be like, this is it. Uh, I'm done with the pain and the hopelessness. Uh, I found hope. I found grace. I found compassion. I found acceptance at church. And it's hard to, I think, as men admit that in society sometimes, admit that like we're lonely, admit that we're feeling unloved, or admit that, you know, we don't feel Because you're going to have that facade of being super tough. Yeah, you got to be manly, right? Manly, quote manly. Right. And I mean, so I mean, once I had, once I finally admitted that stuff, that I was struggling with, like, I wanted a place to belong, I wanted a place to be loved, I wanted a place to, to, you know, be accepted and feel worth something, I found all that at church. And I mean, I found grace at the cross. I mean, that's a nice saying, but it's so true. Like, I found acceptance uh, at church. And, uh, yeah, I mean, church is not a perfect place. It's not full of perfect people. Um, and, I mean, if you have valid, if you have frustrations in your church, what I would say is before you leave your church, go talk to the pastor. Go talk to your pastor uh, and just be like, here's my frustrations, and I'm considering leaving the church because of blank. I mean, lay it out. No pastor wants to find out six months down the road that you left over something that they maybe could have helped walk with you through. Um, maybe something they could have even helped change or uh, helped you enact change on. So, I mean, if you're frustrated in your church, the best thing you can do is just go talk to your pastor. And, and go to it with an open mind, too, if you guys yeah. disagree on something. Don't yeah. get angry. Just have a discussion. And, I mean, it's totally, it's totally okay to disagree. I mean, there are people coming to our church who disagree with some of my theology, and that's awesome. I disagree with some of Luke's theology. Yeah. I come every week. And I mean, and that's what makes church church is that like, you know, you don't have to ascribe to one particular viewpoint. Like, I mean, as long as we all believe in the death and resurrection of Jesus, then we're all on the same page. And I mean, for me, that's pretty well good enough. Um, I mean, before we go too far into time or a little over time anyways, uh, I hope you enjoyed this, uh, this week's episode. I hope you are uh, going to become a fan, a follower. Uh, if I could ask one thing, if I could ask if you would go to iTunes, go to iTunes, find our podcast on iTunes. Even if you're on Spotify or Cast or Pocket Cast, whatever it is, go to iTunes, look for Barstool Christianity. And when you find us on iTunes, could you rate us? Give us a rating, like hopefully five stars. That would be sweet. If not, give us an honest rating. Leave us a review. Leave us some feedback. The The more ratings we get, uh, the, the, the easier it is for people to find this and uh, the easier it is for people to enter into this conversation. We will be back next week with another episode. We'll be looking at some criticisms of the church, uh, criticisms from outsiders, but also criticisms of our own, like what frustrations we have with the church currently. So uh, thanks for listening to Barstool Christianity. and Have uh, a good week. Yeah, have a good week. Hope to see you guys next week. All right, bye. We won't see them. I mean, we won't see them. That's fair. But they won't see us either. All right, bye.